When we come to Holy Mass, it's not primarily what we say to God, but what God says to us, most clearly through the readings from Holy Scripture. Therefore, let us turn our attention first to the Gospel reading. The perfect union of human nature and divine nature in the person of Christ means that he had human knowledge, which he acquired in the same way we all do, by experience and by everyday life. So he knew about the task of throwing seed on the land and the growth of a mustard seed. He also had infused knowledge so that he knew the secret thoughts of another person's heart. This divine wisdom meant also that he had a fullness of knowledge about the eternal plans of God that he came to reveal. So behind the image of the farmer scattering the seed on the soil, Christ knew that the divine way of operating in the world and among humanity will always be one of offering the means of salvation freely and liberally, dispersing it, scattering it among humanity, if you like. He knows also, as he showed us in the parable of the sower and the seed, that what God offers will sometimes be rejected sometimes ignored, and sometimes what God offers will wither up because of the response of an individual person to whom God has given free will. Nevertheless, God will always keep scattering the seed. Christ knew also that from small but effective seeds will spring forth magnificent products of divine grace among those who listen to his word, accept it, and let it be planted in their hearts and lives. As he said these words that we hear in the Gospel of today's Mass, in his divine knowledge, he could see you as you listen to this today. And he knows in your heart your desire to be that seed that grows by divine grace. Using the image of the prophet Ezekiel in the first reading, Christ in his divine knowledge also knew that the tree which would be planted on a very high mountain in the divine plan of salvation would be no earthly tree not even one as magnificent as a cedar. It would be the tree of the cross, planted on Golgotha, which would become the tree of life for all the world, putting forth branches and bearing fruit for the whole world. Christ is not just a magnificent teacher, as some would wish to portray him. He is God, the Redeemer, and we must listen to his words carefully 
so that with the divine assistance of the Holy Spirit, we may perceive the wonders of salvation and redemption that have been the divine plan since the beginning of time and which will be perfectly and completely accomplished at the end of time. We turn now to St. Paul's Epistle. Christ is the guide every person needs to make a secure way through this life. Many in our society have abandoned and rejected Christ. Some even revile him and mock him. Without Christ, someone could begin to believe the lie that happiness is possible without God. I think because of technological advances, there is a prevalent attitude around that progress is not only possible, but inevitable, and that progress of itself is always good. In this thinking, it's only a matter of time before we progress to the point where heaven is here on earth. And so there's no need for superstitions like religion to help us, says this philosophy. This is a false and empty idea, because without God we can do nothing, as was mentioned in the collect of today's Mass. Faith in Christ gives us the strength and the wisdom to resist the seductive voice of these false and evil promises. Faith in Christ, the Divine Redeemer, keeps alive in our hearts the deep conviction that our true home is not here on earth, but in the Father's house in heaven. Faith in the God-man sustains our hope in the midst of the darkness and difficulties of our earthly journey. This is what St Paul is talking about in today's second reading. You see, Corinth was a worldly and wealthy city of the empire. It was well known for its hedonistic lifestyle, that is, seeking pleasure above all things. St Paul reminds the Christians of Corinth that their true happiness is waiting for them in heaven, where God will reward them for their service to his kingdom here on earth. And then he writes that amazing line describing how Christians navigate through this fallen world. We walk by faith. We walk by faith, he writes, not by sight. A kingdom accomplished without God, a kingdom therefore of man alone, inevitably ends up at the perverse end of all things. Haven't we seen it? And don't we see it over and over again? Just the 20th century examples of Hitler's Germany, Stalin's Russia, Mao's China, and Pol Pot's Cambodia are singular examples of political systems 
without God. And apart from anything else, how many hundreds of millions of people were killed by those regimes? Our own political systems here in Australia are not at that extreme, but it can be said that mostly that they are at best embarrassed to mention God and Christianity, at worst indifferent, and sometimes opposed to God and our Christian heritage. Brothers and sisters, our real and lasting happiness here on earth comes from faith, a relationship with God through Christ that is nourished within the church that he founded. For our part, we must be intent on pleasing God and all other things will come to us. God's holy will must be paramount in our lives. Then, and only then, do we become agents of and involved in that silent and unobserved growth of God's kingdom, which is our real home, to which we journey throughout this life. Laudato Jesus Christus.